this is what I have to deal with, folks. Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 15, part two of our interview with the great one himself, Mr. Phil Lemieux Jr., as well as more discussions on how the Poker After Dark went this week. Stay tuned, episode two, here on the Mouth. That's about, those were the really hands to talk about tonight, uh, Phil. There was really, um, now this one, I was a little upset for Cantu doing. So we knew Cantu had just doubled and he had 11,000, right? So they, and, and Cantu was playing good, pretty good today. And he goes and went raise and Cantu big time re-raise it, like, like, 15x it with king kings like i said that's what thing we can too is he'll do it with kings and, and he's unconventional he'll also do it with nothing and the guy with ace king of spades put them all in now he put in the guy uh um uh jeff who who had not he literally had not lost a pot all day or yesterday um uh put in uh eleven thousand at 50 and a hundred so that's uh like a hundred and ten big blinds with ace king pre, you know that's just ridiculous. And so, so Cantu's got kings. The guy's got ace king. Cantu's three to one favorite, and the guy goes once or twice. And I don't know what Cantu was thinking. It's like, of course you run it. The bigger favorite you are, the more times you want to run it. And so three to one favorite. He's, Cantu thinks the opposite of that. He's wrong. Believe you know that. You know that. And um, well, Mike, 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 you have to understand. Mm-hmm. Any mathematician will tell you mm-hmm. that you know it doesn't matter if you're a favorite or an underdog. Mm-hmm. Choosing to run it twice is exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, exactly. But I mean, but the, for some reason, the public doesn't get it, and a lot of poker players don't get it. It's like they don't understand basic math. Right. So, it's the know. same thing, except for like the hand that I won. The the, the only hand I played terrible today that I hit the jack on the river to make jacks and tens is when he goes once or twice I said uh for a second I come so used to running twice I said twice I said no no never mind once I go I can't win this twice in other words I the odds of me hitting a ten or a jack twice are just it's just not gonna happen so you run it once but when you're three to one you you made you you made a lucky decision there to run it once I mean so you can tell your viewers another theory but it was just luck, you know. You well, if you, you're most playing, people want to run it twice when right. they're an underdog. If you're playing to just try and somehow get your money back, then you run it twice. If you are playing to win the pot, you run it once when you when you're in bad shape like that. But if Cantu runs it twice, he's three to one on the first one, and the the it's he's got to be like eighty over eighty percent probably to chop at worst. But why put yourself at a spot as three to one favorite to get unlucky for when you're playing short money today? Mike, that's is? but that's just that's just a, a mathematical thing. Is did Cantu quit after that? Yeah, yes, he did. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, maybe he had it in his mind. He, I can tell you this much: his backer did not cut him off. 
No, I know that. So in case you think that was the case. No, no, no. No, I know, but you said earlier you felt like he had been cut off or whatever. No, no, no. I, I said he was playing short today. You could see that, that he didn't have, because his backer only had a certain amount on uh, uh, PayPal. He actually sent me, because I, I loaned him the 10. He sent it to me on PayPal. Uh, he still owes me 3500 on PayPal. He says he's going to send whenever, but I'm not worried about that. But he was short today, and when he was short today and he wanted to keep playing, I, I just think that, you know, the more the, 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 the bigger favorite you are, the more you want to run it because you're just you're going to probably scoop it at three. to I know, Mike, but now now you're now you're now you're so there's you and there's the mathematicians. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people at home who are listening, mm-hmm. you know, you say the, as big if, if you're a huge favorite, you want to run it a ton of times. And some people think the opposite, right. but it's still the math is exactly the math. So. You know, I don't subscribe to that, to your theory. I think you're wrong. Um, personally, I like to run it twice because I like to lower variance. But that has nothing to do with whether I'm a huge favorite or a huge underdog, you know? Well, like, And sometimes I've gotten used to running it once. I like running it once now, honestly. Well, let's just say, uh, we, let's say you get it all in. We run it, once in, we run it once in my big game up here, right. so I've gotten used to it. But let's just say we, I get it all in against somebody, and it's set over set, and he has a bigger set than me. I'm running it once. I mean, I can't win it twice. I've got to hope maybe I'll hit the one out, you know? <laughs> well, there's some logic in there's some logic. Well, I don't know. I don't want to go into it. No. I have to think about it. It depends. That. If you want to, you know, you, yes. I you, understand how you think you can only right. hit the one out or once. Right. Uh, right. And so, and so if you, you know, I understand how you feel that's the case. There's a lot of people that would say that the, the next four cards are completely independent of one another. And yes, you can only hit it once, but maybe you would hit it on the fourth time. And you're saying, well, I need to hit it on the first time. And if I do it more than once, I can't hit it the second, third, and fourth time. Well, the thing is, is when but you I put mean, the money you know, in, you don't put the money in to, to, get, to try and hopefully get it back. You, you want to try and win the pot. And I just like, if you're three to one favorite, you're almost never I would like to scoop. see you, Mike, how much were you losing when you had the 10 jack against the Kings? Uh, I was down about, uh, after the hand, I was five loser. So I won 73. So I was 12 loser. So you were 12,000. I would like to see what would happen if you were up 15,000 and you had the 10 jack. You know, the thing is, is I always know the, that what the run least, it twice. The, I need to protect my, <laughs> the, the least amount of outs you have, you want to run. And so when I originally said twice, um, uh, um, What's his name? Uh, uh, Justin looked at me like, "Really, Mike?" I'm, I like, like, and that, and I said, "No, never mind. Run it once," because I know what he meant by that. Like, you're almost never going to win it twice. Now, if you want to just put it in and, and run it twice to maybe get lucky and chop out, but so then to, your theory is to run it once all the time by what you're saying right now. No, my theory is the when you're the, the least amount of outs you have, the the least you want to run it. The the more outs you have, the bigger your hand is. The more times you want to run it. That's all. That's just my, that's just. I mean, that's what most people think, but you think different. That's fine. I respect your opinion. You know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure most people think that. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm not saying the math. You're still three to one favor. Okay, that's a fact. Okay. That, well, that's not what I'm saying, Mike. I'm, we might, I'm saying that the, the decision, the decision to run a hand multiple times, 
Mm-hmm. And Brandon Cantor's opinion, when he's a big favorite, he only wants to run it once. He doesn't want to give us just the guy a chance to win it the second time. In your opinion, you want to only run it once when you're a big underdog. You guys are polar opposites right. on this. We should um, so that much. I well, l- let's come up with a Twitter poll together right now that we could. My just, buddy Mike Madison thinks uh, you could put it out. And I can retweet it. You could put the poll out. That's fine. he thinks he thinks that it favors him. Not me, but anyone to run it. The, the favors a player to run it more times when you're a bigger favorite. Like if the bigger the favorite you are, the more you want to run it. The 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 least of a favorite you are, the least you want to run it. Do you agree or disagree? Does that sound right? Or do you want to put like other options? <laughs> no, put it. I think he's crazy. And then, do you agree with Mike? This is going to go viral. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just can't wait to see the response on this one, Mikey. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, but it's going to go viral, That's and okay. you, you you went with your beliefs. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Wow, and I've had a couple of drinks tonight, so maybe I'm wrong. All right, I'll write it up. <laughs> it up. No, you're wrong. You're That's crazy. funny. Yeah, just say say are it when you're three to one. Now, I'm not going to change it. You 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 can't you you see the nice thing about this is all this is recorded. Right. So if you want to back off and say Phil, you're right. You no, 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 that. no, no. I'm not. I'm not going to back off. I'm just saying. The bigger Mike feels, the bigger favorite you are, the more you want to run it. The smaller favorite you are, the less you want to run it. What is your thoughts on it, or whatever? You know. No, no. You basically you said it favors the person to run it more times, and you it, and it doesn't. When you're a bigger favorite, yes. You're when you're the bigger the favorite you are, yeah. the more you want to run it. Correct. Yeah. Right. And, and and you and feel that's going to be a very opposite. there's going to be some very very the math guys are going to tear you apart but I think it's going to be cute so you deserve to be torn apart because okay. you'll learn something I think the mouthpiece if you'd like to take part in our phone call segment you can give us a call at 702-329-0480 and if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call in segment will be live. Okay, it's our phone call time. Let's light up the lines and hear what our fans have to say. Welcome to the Mouthpiece. This is Mike. You're absolutely kidding me. Mike, is this you, sir? Yeah, who's this? Uh, my name's Scott Marshall. I'm from Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada, sir. Oh, man, good place to be. I used to I used to go uh, up you? there a lot until they kicked me out of Canada. And now I can't go I can't believe I'm, I can't believe I'm talking to you, sir. This is a great moment for me. I read your book. I've been a big fan for a long time, Mike. I'm actually, uh, I can't believe you answered, and I'm actually shaking right now. Oh, don't do that, man. Uh, what's uh, I, How's it going I, up in Niagara Falls? Uh Playing poker down Mike, there? I actually, Mike, I actually just called. I just made the final table of the Hot 440 on Poker Stars. My name's Never Doubt. Okay. And I'm sitting at the final table of the Hot 440 with 877,000 chips. What is first there place? 
Uh, for, tw- there was 1,268 guys. First place is 700 U.S., which would just be $7,000 to me right now. Oh, man, that's great, man. I- I've been there, man. Where <laughs> I remember the days I used to throw 7,000 around like they were dollars. Now 7,000 is like um, a zillion to me, or 700 is a zillion to me. So, yeah, I, I-, I understand. So, uh, well, you can't play. Can- are, you at the- are you on break right now or what? No, I'm uh, I'm on the button. Every break is at five to the hour, so break is in about ten minutes. Oh well, don't I'm just try to stay focused, man. Mike, don't talk to I, me. I'm to- I couldn't be more focused. I just put you on mute and screamed in the house to my wife that I was talking to you. Ah, well, win this motherfucker, man. I, I just want to say one more thing. I'm sure you've got other calls coming in. Yep. I just want to say one more thing with with no joke and no disrespect. One of my bucket lists is to buy you a beer. You got it, my man. Uh, well, hopefully, you uh, in the fall and come to the tournament with the WPT or anything. Yeah, well, I unfortunately I can't go into Canada. I'm what they call criminally inadmissible because of Mike, when I got Mike, set up. Mike, when, I, when I got set up in yeah, 2004, uh, I went there the next eight years and nobody said a word to me. And then one year, I think it was 2011. They told me I'm not allowed in their country because uh, I'm like, oh. really? that's how that's how strong they are in Canada to get into their country. But in our country, all you have to do is rock across a fake border and in you come. So, yeah, fair enough. Unfortunately, when I was 18, I got in a car with the wrong group of guys and I have not been allowed over to the States oh. since 9-11. Oh, yeah. See, that's uh, that sucks, you know. I, I wouldn't give a shit if Brad Pitt or, or fucking Donald <laughs> Trump walked by me right now. If Mike Matisau was on that corner, oh, I'm man. walking the street. My email's Matisau112 at Gmail. Uh, uh, a lot of the shit I do uh, and use passwords is related to your name. Oh, man. Don't um, tell people that. They'll be trying I, to. I, now they're going to be trying to hack your passwords. Uh, Mike, Mike, I'm. there's still eight left. I'm in. Middle position, I'm holding ace 10 suited. I'm raising to 120,000. Okay. The blinds are 20 and 40. The okay. button has 1.5 million. He called. Small blind folds. Big blind only has to call 80,000. He folds. The flops, 2571 diamond. I completely missed. Uh, Should I fire like 33%? The pot's 340. We're holding 655. Yeah, I bet about 130. One, one, okay. okay, so I put in 114. Yeah, that's fine. He's got 1.4 million. He can dummy me and just come over the top. And nah, if he does, he's, he's got you beat. He's not going to call you unless he has you beat here. He's not going to. He raised. He yeah. raised. Yeah, I figured he might. I'm just going to fold. I'm going to fold yeah. and keep my half a million. Yeah, yeah. I almost told you um, to just check fold, but you know what? Uh, <laughs> I thought you have to buy a little bit. That's fine. Fair enough. I threw in a little bit. I still right. have half a million. Right. Guys focus, them, focus, so and win this. I'm going to let I you will. go. I will. All right. Talk to you I soon. Will, Thanks for calling. All Thank right. you so Good much luck. for your time. You got it. Thank Bye. you. Bye now. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. How's it going, Mike? Good. Who's this? John. Oh, John, my buddy. Yes, John. how you doing, man? John, how's it going, my good friend? John from Texas. Good, good. We're on a hey, um, we're on a collision course, buddy. If we get to the World Series, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking buy your ass a ticket. And you're gonna you're gonna come. We're gonna go to an LA and the Dodger game as long as I'm still doing well, which I think I will be doing. So good, uh, good. You know, good. I'm uh, always pulling for you. You know that. I know that. How you been, man? 
Good. Um, listen, Mike, uh, let me ask you. I don't know if, if, if I can um, bring this up. So just let me know if, if I got to stop. So um, I just found out earlier today that um, Chris Moneymaker is coming to town. Mm-hmm. Here at a, um, I guess it, it it's a card room, but there's a loophole that they get around. Yeah, it because it, yeah, it's, it's illegal. In they probably Texas. pay to come. You probably pay to go in the club, and, and they yeah, charge ten dollars and ten dollars yeah. an hour. Yeah, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. So, so he's coming down for five days, mm-hmm. and. The the card room is advertising it, mm-hmm. play with moneymaker. Um, so my my question is, do you think he charges to come down? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. He he ain't showing up there for for free. <laughs> I mean, a, a yeah, place like that, he's probably they're probably paying um they not probably 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 paying them like is there a tournament going on? Nah, five, probably five. I don't think the, here, I don't think he, probably five. I would say five. And, and probably pay for his uh, probably play, buy-in? Yeah, they, they might. It depends how big the tournament's there. If there's a bunch of tournaments, they might be just paying all his buy-ins for all the tournaments and room and a place to stay or whatever. Or they might have given him 5000 and, and But for sure, they're... Buying all his tournaments and stuff, you know, he's because a good there, guy. He's a really good guy. There's like two car rooms in town, so they're they're trying to take business from each other. Yeah. So I don't know the, the place that he's going to hasn't been doing all that well. So yeah. I was trying to figure out is how are they going to be able to pay him? Yeah, that's why I said and, if they haven't been doing well, business. they might. They might just be paying them for could be an underground mafia club where the card room is just a front. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, I was just wondering because I've never heard of that before. It's hard to get paid to go places now in the United States because you know uh, poker is Europe is, is anywhere but the U.S. Poker's got a poker boom like we had, so. Um, you know, it hasn't, uh, unfortunately, uh, it, you know, I still be- believe one day it'll change out here, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with online. There's a lot of things with now that they've legalized sports betting. I mean, the whole thing was they made, uh, they outlawed poker under the gambling wire act or something like that. But now they made, they're making They've legalized sports betting, so I don't see why internet poker is not legalized out here. But I know there's a lot of people lining up to open sites that are going to be when once it does become legal. So should be interesting. Anyway, and I know they just started uh, Omaha and some game called Congo. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I've heard somebody was talking about that. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Though. You should come over here and show these idiots how to play, man. Yeah, my friend from Texas has been calling me lately. I'm supposed to call him tomorrow. Uh, I wonder if he wants me to come down or something. Uh, but I'll let you know if I do. Uh, cool. Anyways, I got to go. I got some other calls. Okay. John, good talking to you. Take care, my friend. Talk to you Same soon. Same here. Take care. Later. Later. 
The Mouthpiece. This is Sean fucking deep, and you're listening to The Mouthpiece. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you're so tight. They love three-betting you and showing it and laughing at you because you make some big lay down. And they three-bet me. They don't laugh at me like they do you because they, lo- they love to needle you. But, the, you know, they three-bet because they, they know that me and you play kind of on the tight side. But they don't. what they don't realize is, so what? So we lay down the hand and we look for a, a situation. And before you know it, um, we chipped up without risking a chip. And... Well, I don't want to get into strategy. And they're out. And they're out. And they're exactly. out. And it's true. That happens all the time. But, you know, people people even, it seems like, Mike, I will say this, this year, didn't seem like anybody wanted to mess with me and hold them. Mm-hmm. It's like they could tell. You know what I mean? Same they with me. They could tell that I, that I wasn't, and I was playing so tight, you didn't want to mess with me. Same so with me. Sitting with someone, when you're sitting with a great player that's playing really tight, you know, you don't want to mess with that player. No. You're like, wow, he's out of my way. He's, you feel like he's out of your way anyway because he's playing so tight. Right. So why get involved with him and give him chips too? And actually, found people folding a lot to me this year. Um, and I think, you know, um, I, f- I found that same thing. For me. Uh, I, I, but, but, but because the reason why I found the same thing is I, my patience was there. And once I set an image and the image is put in stone, um, it then allows me to do so many different things. Now, when I say I won five hands at, at showdown, they were five big hands. I mean, I picked up aces against kings and, and doubled up. Then on day two, I raised the guy, re-raised small, I call with two eights, he had aces, I flop a set, I double up. Uh, my third w- win at showdown, I raised uh, uh, in the hijack with nine, 10 off, the big blind defended it with, uh, and I came king, queen, jack, and I got, got paid on flop turn and river that was number three uh number four uh plan that i won at showdown was really amazing because i had just lost a big pot this guy to my right would raise my blind 100 percent of the time raise the lady who was really weak her big blind every single time and i spent an hour and a half studying him looking for weakness i finally this is such a funny story i finally found the weakness and he raises her blind and i three bet to seventy two thousand, and the lady in the big blind goes i'm all in 121 so i've got to call forty five thousand more it's on me and i'm shaking my head and i go and i say out loud at the table i go well i'm definitely calling i'm like i don't like it i go the worst part is I have to show this, yeah, because my image, you know, <laughs> I have my image that is so great. And I had seven three offsuit, and I finally pulled the trigger. I had to make sure I had the tell on him that well, that I needed, and it took me an hour and a half to make sure I saw it. And once I saw it, the lady wakes up, and she only had ace jack. Uh, of course, flop came jack jack. I was that was down. the most surprising thing about the hand of right. me is you're playing super, super, super tight. And the <laughs> yeah. folks at home don't understand. I had not three-bet a hand the like entire day. <laughs> right. And so you finally three-bet, which is the world's easiest fold for ace-jack. Mm-hmm. And and yet all of a sudden all the chips are in. Right. So, I mean, that's just to me that's just really weird. Yeah, it was um, weird. So I explained that by she had some kind of read on you somehow because it just the story doesn't make sense otherwise. Nah, she just had been – we, we, we were playing uh, – uh, let's see, uh, I think it was five and 10,000. So she basically has like 12 blinds and she just got, that's like the best town she saw. So what? Blinds. It's really raised to her. So I what? Know. We, well, that, she wasn't very good. That's why the guy kept raising her big blind. 
But ah, uh, so, got it. Right. So then I go out on break, and now I only got five twenty-five, and I go to Rami. I'm, I was telling him the story, like I just told you, and he and Rami says, "Relax, Mike." He goes, "That's the greatest thing that could have." ever happened to you he goes now when you three bet them they're gonna think about the seven three off and they might lose their mind i'm like oh i hope you're right we then get back from the break it was 20 minutes after the break right and i looked down it was like the only playable hand i had i think it was on day three uh which was two black queens it was literally the only big pair i had all day and everybody folds and the guy goes oh let's see if we can raise mike's blind again right and he and he raises it to 22,000 and I make it 70 the same 72 I made it uh yep. when I had the 73 offshoot and he just that's that you know people know that if they're listening at home that you know if I make it 73k with nothing mm-hmm. and I pick up aces I'm making it 73k right. and sometimes I don't want it to be quite obvious I might make it a thousand more a thousand right. less but sometimes in the main event I'll just make it the exact same amount because it sends a signal to their brain that he has 73 offsuit whether mm-hmm. they help it or not you know? And so the guy, the guy, after I three bet him to the same 73 or so, whatever it was, just four bet jammed half a million. I snap calling me as two fives. So now uh, that was number four hand that I won at showdown. Okay. And that's another massive pot. But then, and the fifth one I won was on day five. And it happened right after the guy had doubled through me with tens against my aces and then two hand and that was when i was in the big blind and now i had like 400 left and uh then i min raise i looked down i got two kings on the button so now i min raise it uh to 50 i mean how do they fall for the min raise on the button with 400 with, <laughs> with fucking i had uh with, what's it 12 big blinds and he just piled it in with two sixes and now I double back up. So he beat me out of 180. I just, then I beat him out of 400. And so now I was back to 800 when I started the day with 725. And, um, well, I don't want to tell everything because they, you know, they could see, they could look on my vlogs and see it all. But uh, that's how it was. So I ended up actually winning five hands at Showdown in five days. They were big ones. But the rest of the way, I, I moved myself up. I, I moved myself up on day five from 800 to 1.8 million. And then lost the two million chip pot, which I talk about. If you just go out to my uh, to my uh, YouTube channel and check out my main event vlog, and uh, we you can see how all the hands went and all that. But that's how that went. But by the uh, way, Danny, this is my normal talk with Mike on the phone. He's been going for about three minutes straight. Mm-hmm. One time I talked to Mike, and uh, and I really and I really decided that I was going to let him do all the talking. I was actually tired and sometimes talking to Mike when you're tired is good. And he literally talked 90% <laughs> of the call. I happened to measure it, but uh afterwards he said that's I swear to god you can't make this up. He said that's the best talk we've ever had. <laughs> he talked 90 Well, because you let me talk. I, you let me talk. I picked up I, I picked up the phone and I called Cantu and I said you're not going to believe what just happened. <laughs> Because, you know, and, and Cantu was just busted out laughing. And Cantu said one time, one time I listened to him. Cantu was not, he said he wasn't exaggerating. He said, uh, Mike went on for 18 minutes once. And uh, Cantu, you know, had the phone held away and occasionally pick it up and say, uh-huh, Mike, uh-huh. And I said, what's the purpose of talking to him if that's how bad it's going to get? Yeah, so everybody And, and by there. the way, Mike, and see, Mikey has such a good heart. 
that sometimes he doesn't know. Like if Mike, if you told Mike, you talked 80% of the time and you said exactly this later, he might be horrified. <laughs> he might be like, oh, my God, I, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry, Phil. Because Mikey is a smart guy with a conscience. But until you actually inform him of that, then, you know. But I will going to say this. They don't call Mike, me Mike the mouth for Mike nothing. Mike's 100% better, 100% better ever since, you know, in the last few months, ever since the pain has gone away, he's 100% oh, better. And I tell people all the time, it's like, I mean, I've got a life back. Now, am I, do I still have pain? Yeah, but I have a life. There's a difference between bedridden for four years and being able to actually go out, go, go places and do something, you know what I'm saying? So I knew your mind was clear, Mike, because we play on the app together. Mm. We play on the pineapple app. You know, um, and the, 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 that's the app I have a piece of, but everybody in the poker world plays it, everybody. And you and I, when you and I were playing on the app and you started crushing me, you know, I mean, for hundreds of points and eventually a thousand points. Now, we were playing $10 a point. You beat me for 10000 on my own app, whatever. But I knew your mind was clear. And I'm like, wow, he's going to have a good series. Yeah. And sometimes it's just something small like that. You would call it a sign. I would, <laughs> he would call it a sign. I would say there's a lot of science behind the fact that suddenly he's beating me on the app. It means he's thinking more clearly. Yeah, and the thing is, is and and, and listen, I credit uh, what credits do. I mean, like, like it's so easy to get down at the World Series. I mean, I was four for fifteen after going fi finishing the cashing the first two events, and I'm just like, and like, like I said, Sean D sees me in the hallway and says, "Mike, it's not over. You still got the main event and stud eight. and I end up like three big caches to end the series and end up with a great world series. And, um, it's the third consecutive world series. I've had a good world series and a lot of people aren't aware of it. Like even having two great world series in a row the last two years, but I was in severe pain. Uh, even so many people came up to me and I think it was you and the, uh, maybe it was you, but it might've been somebody else, but they said, you know, I'm real happy. I'm real happy for you, Mike. I'm really happy for you. And I go, why? Um, they're like, like forget poker i'm like i'm watching you move yeah i've get, said that you. you yeah you get you're getting out of the your chair you're you're moving from table to table talking with people like the old mike and uh and you're just you could just see that you have no you're not in pain and and uh mike my head was clear and i and i got rewarded for it and thank god and i didn't have to get rewarded for it i could have ended up having a bad world series uh, but I never gave up. And in the poker world, uh, you watch. You might have. You know what, Mike? I'll tell you what. Maybe you would have given up in a lot of years past. You would have given up not yeah. be after after fanning 13 in a row or whatever. Yeah. You, you probably would have given up because there's juicy cash games at the Bellagio, and you can raise money and play, and there's right. juicy games at the Aria, and you can raise money and go play. And you know you can make money, and you want to make right. hay during the summer. Right. But, you know, so, I mean, I think it was really it was really smart of you to stay the course. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I know you were one card away from winning the stud eight or better, and that right. would have been a beautiful bracelet. Right. Yeah, you know, I, and if uh, you guys haven't seen, uh, you can go to my uh, YouTube slash Mike the Mouth, and uh, you can check out my uh, uh, stud eight or better vlog and my main event vlog, and you'll see, like, you know, I was really close. I went, uh, listen, I had two million of the nine million in chips in play, with 17 people to go and then went four and a half hours without dragging a chip. Uh, and uh, I, I lost uh, 2.4 million chip pot four handed 
where I was 97% to get a minimum of half. So that was pretty much the tournament. And uh, if I hold up a 97% or, or even just get it half, I'm probably going to probably end up head up or I'll be, I'm definitely going to better, finish better than fourth. But you know what I said, you know, and, if you, and people watch the video vlogs on it, I said, you know what, I'm playing great. I'm going to play my best. If it's meant for me to win, I'm going to win. If it's not meant for me to win, I'm not going to win. And that's kind of like a different approach than I've taken many a times where you've heard me say many times, oh, I know I'm going to win this tournament. I know I'm going to, I'm going to, and then I let, I have a, I set myself up for a letdown. Uh, this time I didn't do that. I just said, I'm going to well, play my best. That's see, there's a, that's a double-edged sword because right. I've, I, I've heard you literally, I mean, people wouldn't even believe it, mm. but I've heard you literally at least a hundred times per summer. Make a day two, and you say, I have a good feeling. I have a good feeling. Yeah. You're always saying, I have a good feeling. I have a good right. feeling. I'm going to witness, Phil. I have a good feeling. Really, well, you got to really, stay really, positive. You taught me that. you got to stay positive. So that's a lot of that. But I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Right. You know, I'm not sure that's a bad thing because, you know, you're setting yourself up where you're with a lot of positive energy yeah. versus, you know, versus, you know, a lot of other ways it could go. You know, back in you the know, day— I've told this story many times. I used to have dreams when I was going to win a tournament and I'd win them. Uh, or when I was, uh, just like I had the dream when Scotty won the main event and I staked them in it. There are tournaments that afterwards, my wife and I look at each other and say, wait a minute, we both thought you were going to win that. I'm right. like, I was so convinced I was going to win that. And she's like, yeah, I can't believe it. What happened? And then and then occasionally it's gone the other, like last year in the, in the turbo. I was a little short on the, you know, we were down to... Uh, three-handed and uh and i remember i stall i never stall a clock in my life right. but i just thought man i gotta get to dinner break i gotta get to dinner break right. you know what i mean and so i i stalled an extra minute or whatever right before the just to make the dinner break and then we came back and the, you know i didn't necessarily think i was going to win that one right. you know i just knew that i was going to play great and i knew that one of the other guys had been very crazy mm-hmm. But, you know, I caught a break there. I mean, the very first hand back from the dinner break. Before I even sat down, they, the two guys intercepted me, and they said, we've looked at the numbers to make a deal. Mm-hmm. Well, they're sitting on $4 million and $3 million, and I have, you know, $4.5 million and $4 million, and I have one point five, and the numbers looked horrible. Right. I was like, wow, I can't even lock up second place. And so, but I was, you know, and so we didn't make a deal. And so then all that stalling and delaying while the live stream's waiting, and we sit down in the very first hand, I have ace five, I have ten bigs, or nine bigs or something. I'm like, well, i got to go with this. I'm all in. Uh, The guy in the small blind has kings, and it comes an ace and a five. You know, and I win that pot, and all of a sudden, it's three million to three million to 4.5. And, you know, and people are like, well, you got lucky there, Phil. And I did get lucky that hand. But what they don't realize is that I... I had three or four million, and I slowly yeah. anted it off. I never couldn't pick up anything. It's like it's know, like for, Mike Wattell told me when I got lucky in a big pot and during the summer. He goes, "What? You're not allowed to get lucky, <laughs> you know? Because you know it's like you and me, whatever. Most of the time we get it well, in I mean, with, with the it's best. Interesting. It's like if you if you if you're in a tournament and you lose, uh, if you have three million, say you had three million. And you lose a million and a half over two hours, hour and a half. Everybody else is going crazy. You never win a pot. Then, then people don't understand that you know you were pretty unlucky for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. You know, and so you know maybe maybe I was supposed to win that pot, but whatever. You know, I, I always I think the other way sometimes too on that. But I'll just say that 
you know, that one I didn't necessarily see coming. And then the ace-five holds up, and uh, the other guy's just moving in every hand, every hand. And I'm just like, what is going on here? And finally he's out, and now we're heads up. Well, you know, and, and the other guy said, I need a break. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I said, whatever, sure, no problem. He said, can we take a 10-minute break? And I'm like, yeah, no problem, I don't care. I mean, I'm going to be polite. You know, I don't care. And so, you know, I go outside, get some sun, I come back, and he intercepts me at the door. You know, the, I'm, I go through the back hallways, mm-hmm. and he intercepts me at the back hallway door. He's like, I've worked out the numbers for a deal, this is what it looks like. And I'm like, is it ICM? He said, yes. And I took a look. And I thought, wow, he has me two to one in chips. He's giving up a bunch of money, and I can still win a bunch more if I win it. So we made a, you know, we made a save, not a deal. Right. We're still playing for like seventy thousand or something, and uh, and I still didn't necessarily wasn't necessarily thinking I was going to win because it's just fast. It's a thirty minute. You don't have enough time to think that, you know. Right. And uh, and he and I just fought for hours for those thirty minute lines, bro. Well, I know one thing. Um, you know, me and you were both very deep this year in the same tournament, and I had back in the days used to play a lot of turbo uh, sit and goes and stuff, and I honestly cannot believe how bad people play turbos. They're like they're playing GTO ICM in a turbo. Like, oh, I have 12 bigs, I have to move in. I have 14 bigs, I gotta move in. You know, where they don't understand that, well, I don't wanna, I don't wanna teach them, never mind. But you, you <laughs> know what I'm talking about. that path, Mike. Yeah. I'll just say this, and the turbos, uh, they've, they've had this turbo, I think, four years. Mm-hmm. And I think I have a ninth, a sixth, and a first. Yeah. And it's funny, because last year they said, well, Phil's weakest tournament is a turbo, it's all math. Yeah, it's all <laughs> they math. They it's, said it's, that. It's, it's, the, it's, it's, everything, it's not math. Turbo. It's all math. <laughs> That's the thing. The thing is, is I just, I don't want to give it away because I, I just want to, I, I will never miss a turbo again because I, I can't believe how, I don't even want to get to say it. I just, people just don't know how to play turbos. You know, even I think it was Kristen. Bitt- Mike, it's not just turbos. I mean, it, yeah. the world has been trained to play no limit hold them the wrong way. So, Five years ago, when I when I was when I said the world's been trained to play no limit hold'em the wrong way, everybody laughed at me. I had ninety nine percent of the young players laughing at me. This was five years ago, yeah. and then Sean Deeb said, "Phil, you're right." He's the first one. This was five years ago. Phil, you're right. Uh, I'm using your style, and Sean just started winning everything well, Sean, deep listen, all the time. There, I, I can name and two then, people that don't. And right now, to this point, if I, if I tell them how bad their short track strategy is. They, 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 they're still sixty or seventy percent. They've all been trained that I'm somehow crazy. Yeah, it's unbelievable to me. They've been trained that Phil Hellmuth is crazy. Oh. I just keep winning and winning. I keep going deep and deep and deep. But they yet I'm the crazy one. Well, in the closer, so in the closer, very interesting, Mike. When your one person thinks one way is right, and the whole world thinks the other way is right, and that's when the most enormous opportunity shows up in society it's that one guy that knows the stock is going this way not that way mm-hmm. he's going to make a lot of money and if he can do it again and again that's where it's important well i just know this so, i think gto icm is great for people that have no talent um if you play like that you'll be a winning player 
but if you read people and you and you know I just think that I mean like Bren Kenny I could say he's one of the he's in the, one of the top five all-around players and he plays every game good too he he they asked him do you play GTO he goes no I, I just play my my style you know so you know I just think that Daniel's bought way too into the math and these combos and this blocks this and this box that and I think you're just way overthinking the game like Berkey Berkey thinks just like that everything math whatever and I heard Berkey say when we we're playing poker after dark a couple weeks ago Mike Mike listen uh, you have to understand something mm-hmm. you and I are not arguing against math no not at all we're not arguing against math here's the thing we think their math is wrong so because I make fun of some people they listen to us and they say Phil is against math. I'm not against math. My whole life is based on math. My whole life is based on math. But I think their math is wrong. Right. So that's the difference. So sometimes it's set up as Phil Helmuth with reads versus against everybody else with math. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's completely wrong. You know, you, yeah. you're someone that reads. Daniel's someone that reads. Yeah. And so, it's, but, but, so I just think their math has been wrong and continues to be wrong. And you know, and, and we've been we've been lucky. We've been lucky that this is happening for so long. And, and as people adjust and get better, then we can adjust. Right. So once they start doing things more mathematically correct, mm-hmm. then we can adjust to that. Right. Yeah. I, 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 I've gone over and listen, I've talked to Jonathan Little. He, he you know, he he teaches really good for 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 being for if you're playing online i mean because online is math because you can't see them so you need to know the math and that's why probably i never won online and i always crushed it live but uh i i i'm not gonna say anything no matter what anybody tells me i know that the way me and you think is the right way and until i stop winning in no limit all them or getting close or being there maybe then i'll start I'll think maybe it's not, but until then, I believe our way is the right way. It's interesting. I think people the listening to the broadcast understand right. what we're saying without even having to spell it out. So right. now you and Cantu and I mm-hmm. are going to have to sit down, and we're going to have to figure out. I always I've been I've been really lucky at over unders in the NFL. Right. Okay. We call it NFL futures. It's called. Yeah, we're going to so be talking about I'm going to be talking about that next week, actually. You look at those teams, and it's very interesting to me, you know, to see the numbers they have on board. Now, this is another one where, where, where I have a perception, you have a perception, and Cantu has a perception. And so if one of us happens to be really good at seeing reality, then we're going to be very good at this. Right. You know, I think, it's, I think that it's almost impossible to predict who's going to win in, in, a, in any given matchup in the NFL. I think that's so hard. The that's injury. So Injuries good. make a big a big difference, too. So that's the thing. Yes. Uh, yes. But, so it's really hard to go week to week. But if you're looking at totals, mm-hmm. I think there's real value in there. I'll never forget the first year that I bet 10000 on a total right. was the Denver Broncos got Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. And they had won eight games the year before with who was their quarterback? Well, yeah, I don't know, but I remember they were worried about Peyton Manning's shoulder because he had that the the weakness in his shoulder, so they didn't know if he was going to be good again. That was the thing, and he was great. And so the line, their number, but they had won eight games with uh, with um, or seven games with Tebow the year before, right? And so I was thinking Peyton Manning's one of the best of all time. No disrespect to Tim Tebow, but. 
You know, and so I thought to myself, what an opportunity. The, so there it was, Denver laying on the board at eight and a half, plus a dollar fifty, Mikey, plus a dollar fifty. So I put my ten thousand dollars down, the biggest sports bet of my life, because I'm not a huge sports better. Right. And uh, and and by the way, the uh, the Denver did not start out great that year. They were they they made a miracle comeback against uh, the San Diego Chargers in like week five to not be two and three or something that. like that. I remember that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they just started winning. And by the end of the year, of course, they were I think eleven and five, uh, and that was an easy one. But all, all I needed was Peyton Manning to be healthy and not even the first week. I just needed him to be healthy by week five because they already had that star team. Well, and so, you know, I, I, so that's what we have to look I'm, for. I'm going to be talking. I'm going to be talking a lot of sports uh, going uh, next three, uh, three what weeks. What do you think of the Chicago Bears, Mike? I at nine and a half. I, we, I thought there were nine, you said the other day. Yeah, I, I looked again. I think they're nine and a half. Yeah, I, I think the over is the right play there. The more I think about it, the but, over that might be my pick of the year. And today I was tweeting a little bit about sports betting. That might be my pick of the year. I'm going to have to see if it's nine or nine and a half. I'm um, going to I'm going to be now, going I talking, over. I was talking to Joe. I was talking to Joe Lake at the dinner tonight, and I said it looks like you know the NBA is going to support sports betting, and he said it looks that way. He wouldn't tell me, but we all know that Adam Silver is pushing for sports right. betting. And I said, "Did you know the Warriors are fourteen to one to win yeah. the championship?" Yeah, I want to talk, tell you about that. You know, they're no longer fourteen to one; they're ten to one today. That, well, I saw them at eleven to one yesterday. Yeah, they're ten to one today. And there was a big interview I, on uh, on ESPN about uh, uh, Clay Thompson was like, uh, uh, everybody thinks our dynasty's over." He goes, "They got, they got." <laughs> he goes, "Well, well, well, well," and they're playing. They're they're coming with a chip on their shoulder next year. And you know what? I still did you think see Steph Curry. Steph what's Curry that? did this big interview and he's like, "No one respects us." No, their Man, fucking right. over they're under like is forty nine. Their over under is forty nine. Are you kidding me? I, don't, I, I mean, don't with the talent they have, I mean, you know, you have to understand that these guys have also been able to make some genius trades along the way. You have to give them credit. And now all of a sudden, there's a lot of pressure on them, yeah. but they still have Steph and they still have Clay. They actually, it's, I think you said it, they still have four All-Stars. Yeah, I mean, they have four All-Stars. You know, my boy. No other team has, no other team has four All-Stars. That's the bottom line. You could look at the Lakers, the Clippers, fucking Houston. You could look at any team in the NBA. No team has more than two All-Stars, and they're bringing in four still. So... Anybody? So I, I see eleven to one on my on my little sports book where I bet online with, with okay. people, and I'm going to fire that right now. I'm talking because because when your podcast goes public, um, we may or may not have a little bit of influence on what happens. I right. mean, we're being reasonable and we're saying that hey, no other team has four all stars. Right. Why are they eleven to one to win? And yeah. so that's reasonable. That's you know. Well, I'm going to be talking um, a everyone. lot of sports air in the next three weeks and i'm gonna i'm gonna actually do record a few podcasts because i will be in la with you starting the 23rd through september 5th uh me and phil will be at the bike we are going to be playing live at the bike cash game uh a couple days a quarter 50 and then we're doing an uh what's it called meet and greet five five game meet up poker game that's going to be sunday the 25th of August. Well, Phil, uh, my good friend, it's been a honor having a great uh, 
another great interview with you. And I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time with you over the next month. Hopefully we'll kick some ass. And I appreciate you coming on the Mouthpiece Podcast. It means a lot to me. And I wish you success here in the future. Thank you, Phil. You got it, buddy. Take care. The Mouthpiece. I hope you enjoyed episode 15 of The Mouthpiece. Stay tuned next week for episode 16. We have a special guest next week on The Mouthpiece. Have a great weekend, everyone. The Mouthpiece.